Perkei Mishnah Allah. Haomer, one who says, Mishkali Alai. She's promising to give to Hektish Kafi Mishkal according to his own weight. Nozin Mishkalo, he gives his weight, meaning in Kesef, Kesef, if he's Mephar, he stipulated in his nether to give his weight in silver, give it in silver. If it's Zav, Zav, if he stipulated to give it in gold, then give it in gold. And Digmore explains that our mission is coming to teach us, if he does not stipulate what kind of value he wants to give for his weight, for his Mishkal, he just says, Stam. Mishkali my weight's upon me. So then he's able to give anything he wants of value. Anything that people are accustomed to, accustomed to weigh, even zeves, tar, or betalim onions, as long as it's something that people weigh, you can use it as the value to give it to hektish. However, in my noder, if the noder, one that made the nether is an adam chash, he was a chash of a person, even though he says a stam mishkali he doesn't stipulate how he's going to give his value. We evaluate him according to his wealth. Meaning, and there was a Misa story, but Imashel Yermatya, the mother of uh, Yermatya, uh, Sha'amra, that she said, Mishkal biti alai, the weight of my daughter is upon me. Meaning, I'm give that to Hektish. Va'alsa liyushlaim, she went out to Yushlaim, Ushkalua, and she took her daughter, Venasna Mishkal Azav, and she gave her weight in gold to the base of Mikdash. Why? Because since, since she was very wealthy, um, she did it in, in gold. Um, this is emphasizing our point that if one is wealthy, uh, even if they say stam mishkli alai, they don't stipulate how they're going to give it, we estimate what they can afford, they give accordingly. The mission continues, the who says, mishkal yodi alai. He says, the weight of my hand is upon me. So now how are we going to weigh his hand? can't weigh his hand. If he wants to make it heavy, he, he can make it heavy. If he wants to make it light, he can make it light. So how do you weigh someone's hand? So Rabbi Huda says like this, fill up a barrel with water, and lower his hand until the merpak is the shoulder. It's the joint between the spine and the arm, so it's the shoulder. So this is all called the yad, the hand of a person. Um, and when he sticks his hand inside, so the water spills out because of the volume of his hand. So then, then you take the meat and the sinews and the bones of a chamar of a donkey. The Bartanura points out that the weight of um, the weight of the basar of a donkey is similar to that of a human being. Interesting. So you take this, the nosin letoch, you put it into the barrel, until the barrel um, gets filled up, until the barrel gets filled up with water, meaning the weight pushes the water back up, like it was originally. The weight now of the basar and the gidim and the meat, the flesh, the sinews and the bones of this donkey will now equal the weight of this person's arm. And um, some of our shim explain that that which we're learning here, that you weigh with the basso, the chamar, the yid, and the samos, hainu v'notel basso, you take this basso, you stick it inside, into the barrel, till the water comes back up, and then you can see, it equals, you can see what the, you can see now, the value of what your arm was, and then afterwards, you weigh the basso, gidim, of the samos, and the samos accordingly, and that'll be the mishka, the weight of your hand. Um, the other version point out, um, pretty sharply, that davka shokla, first you weigh, first you weigh it. Shokla b'mishkal tequila, first weigh the basar of this chamar. 
and the Gidim and the Atzalos, and then only afterwards put it into the barrel. Why? Because otherwise the water saturates and gets sucked into the flesh, into the busser that you put into the barrel. And if you're going to weigh it afterwards with all the water inside, it's not going to be accurate. So very interesting. First weigh it, then put it inside. But of course the obvious question is, no matter how you understand this, is Amr Rabbi Yossi, this is a beauty. The chiyeh after the chavin baser connected baser, but some connected samos. How could you evaluate that the baser in this donkey is going to be the same exact baser that was in this person's arm, and the bones in this donkey are the same amount of bones in this person's arm? How are you going to know? Maybe there's more baser in the chamar. Shenusi l'tochli putting into this barrel, where there's more bones or more gidim. You have no idea. How could you use it as, a, as an evaluation? It's not the exact same uh, arm. Evaluate the arm. How much of this person's arm weigh? Just use uh, an ombe, just estimate. And that would suffice. Because otherwise it's just not practical to use this busser of this uh, hamar because you don't know how much busser gidim and atzamos are on this hamar in, in contrast to what was on this person's arm. And the lacha we found like of Yossi. And Mishnah Bey is the Omer one who says, Yadi Alai. He's nadar to give to Hector the value of his hand. Shamanos we evaluate him. How much is he worth with a hand? How much is he worth without a hand? And the difference is what he gives to Hektish. Um, and the Mark explains that we don't evaluate him as if his hand was cut off. You know, how much is he worth now in the market? Um, and how much is he worth with two hands? And then uh, pay the difference. Because once a person's hand is cut off, He's sold for very, very cheap. They look at him as a mizuzal, very cheap. Whereas one who says, Yesh l'suma, you should evaluate him like a person who's healthy, that has both of his two hands. We evaluate him like an avid, a servant whose master sold him. Um, and the master sold him like this. How much would this person be worth? if the master sold him entirely? And how much would he be worth if the master sold him except for his arm? You know, you can work for whoever you can work for, but your arm still belongs to me. That left arm still belongs to me. Leave that hand, you know, for, for only for my work, not for the person that you're being bought's uh, work. So how much would an ever like this be sold in the marketplace? And the difference is what's given to Hakdish. And the following is more stringent by the Dharm than Erechin. Meaning, in this we have a chumrah and a darim that's not an erechin. Because by erechin, one who says the erech of yodi of my hand is upon me, loyim or klum means nothing, as we'll see uh, momentarily. But in a darim, we see that it does mean something, we have to make an evaluation. And now, the chumrah be erechin and darim. Now, on the flip side, erechin has a chumrah over in a darim. Yeshum and erechin that's not in a darim. Ketar, what's that? However, one who says, erki alai, my value is upon me. Of a mace, and then he dies. Before he gave his erech, his value to the to hektish. So Yinu Hayarshin, the Yarshin have to give his erech. Why? Because his erech, his value is set in the Torah. Look at what gender he is, look what age he is, just give that money. And therefore the Yarshin have to give it in his place. That's my erechin. But one who says, Damai Alai, my value is upon me with the Lashon of Damim, the Mason, he dies before Basin can evaluate him. Lo, Yitnu Hayarshin. The Yarshin give nothing, they're not high to give anything to hektish. She'ain damim lamesim, a dead corpse has no value. Ain shavaklum, meaning one who says demei alai, he's not chayev in the payment. Ella only after Yisumu based and evaluates his value, and since he died before he's evaluated, 
no obligation fell upon him. And therefore the Yarshim do not have to give anything to Hektish. And they were explained, Sha'af Ba'erchen, even by Erchen, Aina Yarshim, the Yarshim are not the Yarshim are not high to give. Ella and Kin Ahmad Badin, only if it was Ahmad Badin before he died. Shvikigoyim said in this example, he is Chayev Kvarid when he's alive to pay the Erech. And we view that as a Milva Bishtar, as a written loan, that the Yarshim have to pay up now. But by Damim, even though, even in a case where he is Ahmad Badin, nevertheless, Kivin Shemay, since he died before Bazin evaluated him, Lon is Chayev, Betash Lomot Damav is not Chayev. And therefore the Yarshim do not have to pay. And the Mishnah concludes, one who says, Erech Yadi, the value of my hand. Erech Ragi, the value of my foot, all eyes upon me. Layam Reklam, it's nothing. Why? Because there's no din of Erech in limbs and Evarim. Elab Adam Kulai. The din of Erech is on a whole person, not just on body parts. So therefore, it's nothing. I think more brings a Brisa. The Pasuk says, Be'erkecha. So we dash now to Erech Kulcha, your whole value you give, not just, you know, part of your limbs. Uh, and we just learned that in this Indian, Chaymer and Nadarim would be more Chaymer than Erechen, because by Nadarim we do evaluate the limbs, by Erechen we don't. Aval, whereas one did say, the Erech Roshi, the Erech of my head is upon me, or the Erech Kvedi, the Erech of my liver is upon me, Allah, so there, notice in Erech, Kulay, to give his entire Erech, his whole entire value of his whole body. Why? Because since these limbs, the uh, body depends on them for, for, for life, so it's as if he's saying it on his whole entire body, on his whole goof. By the hand and the foot, a person could live without a hand and a foot. But his head, or head or liver, or his heart, anything where the body depends upon it, even though all he has one limb, he'll have to give an erichin of his whole body. And Zayaklav, this is the rule. Davarish and Hashem body. Any limb where the chiyas of the nefesh and Hashem is dependent upon it, that if you removed it, the person would die. So then, knows in Erech Kulay, if he said the Erech of my heart, the Erech of his brain, you know, the Erech of his kidneys, something that his life depends on, so then he has to give the Erech of his entire, of his whole body. And it says, Be'erkecha nefashos. Mikan sha'amarech eber shachiyos ha'nefesh t'luyabai, ha'yuzakhi'ilos, if he's marech his entire guf, he has to give the Erech of his whole body.